Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 6, Episode 18, A Change of Heart. And get ready for your hearts to skip a beat because my co-host and wife is here, Jen. Hello. So we have a couple emails and I have a couple pieces of trivia. We'll start off with emails and then we'll talk about the episode. Sounds good. So this one's from Sam, who's been writing on and off lately. He writes, Hi again. Or she. I'm sorry. I'm not sure if it's Sam's a man or a woman, but it doesn't matter. They. They. Hi again. It's been a while, but you two took a while too, so let's call it even. Fair. Shots fired. (laughs) So I brought the Unicorns album. Who will cut our hair when we're gone? Just because Ted and the mother both apparently love that album. It's not bad. (laughs) Just got done listening to your Garbage Island recap, and I felt like that episode was one to just keep storylines moving forward and to show how much Barney needed a new way forward past the horned dog storylines. It reminded me of when friends worked hard to move Joey from just the stupid one to the emotional heart of the series. Okay, so he's still stupid, but we don't judge him for it by the end. Anyway, back to How I Met Your Mother. I had a, let's call it a discussion, with one of my good friends over how to feel about Ted. She hates him, and I love him. He's my favorite character in the show, so we often go back and forth over him. But this latest time, I brought up how everything Ted does is for love. How he's messed up, but that's what makes him someone you want to root for. She still disagrees. Can't win them all, I guess. Listen to the Unicorns album. It totally holds up. (laughs) Nice. It's a good callback. Yeah, and that's a good point about Joey. They, They... transformed him into just sort of a a rake. Although we've talked about this, that although, much like Barty, his main goal was to sleep with women, he was always sort of sweet about it. Mm -hmm. And I think there probably was some line on his part to get it done, but not cartoonish line. Right. Well, I remember seeing something somewhere, hearing it, um, that... He was supposed to be, I think, a little more Barney-esque, but then they realized how funny he was when he played stupid, so they like played that up a lot more. Yeah, I've watched a lot of online things, especially after Matthew Perry died. Or no, actually, no, this was more in Matthew Perry's book that I read, where he talked about when they started off, Matt LeBlanc was always really self-conscious of whether he was funny or not, and was always asking for, Matt Le- for Matthew Perry's feedback on, did I do that? Oh, was really? that funny the way I delivered that? Aww. But then by season three, four, five, somewhere somewhere a little later on or midway, it sort of reversed. And Matthew Perry thought that Matt LeBlanc had sort of surpassed him hmm. in having a comedic timing to everything. Interesting. So not just growing as a character on the show, but also he was his acting was greatly improving. His comedic time was greatly improving. And they probably started using a lot of that to guide his storylines. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Although I still never, ever liked the Rachel Joey no. piece. That always that was too weird. Yeah, too it was forced. a little too yeah, it was a little too brother sistery to me for mm-hmm. how long they had been friends. I know the same thing kind of worked with Chandler mm-hmm. and Rachel. But you can't do that to two sets of characters. Like that's just it was sloppy. Well, I will say I wouldn't have minded seeing it with. Joey and Phoebe. I was surprised they never tried to go that route. Okay. All right, so this is totally moving away from Sam's email. <laughs> but Ted, I, I think 
I don't feel high or low on him. He's sort of in the middle for me. I guess it sometimes depends on the episode. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of times that, yeah, he's doing what he is doing for love, but then sometimes he gets it and he like kind of panics. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I, I don't like the Ted that was sitting around at that Halloween party waiting for the mm-hmm. penguin girl to show up. Right. Or not the penguin girl. What was she? Uh, she was a penguin. The, no, no. She studied penguins or something like that. She was actually a, Oh, the slutty pumpkin. Yeah, the slutty pumpkin. <laughs> Sam sent a follow-up email same day. I guess he forgot to mention this. To answer Felix's first question from the last episode, my favorite band is U2. Okay, and Taylor Swift rules all. Yes! <laughs> and speaking of Taylor Swift, one of my pieces of trivia is that on Dancing with the Stars, Allison Hannigan paid homage to Taylor Swift's cha-cha video. Cha-cha video? I guess it was a Taylor Swift video where she does the cha-cha in it. I don't know what you're talking I'll about. I'll send you the news article. <laughs> okay. Another trivia that I ran across, someone tried to break down on the internet how much money Barney makes. Okay. And then how much net worth Robin's family has. Okay. To come to Barney's salary, they figured out how much he spends on suits per year. They did it by counting up his suits, (laughs) assuming what he spends on per suit. And the suit price came to $73,000 per year. So they estimated his income was probably... $1,173,000 a year. Back then money or now money? Back then. Wow. Hmm. Okay. And then for (laughs) Robin's family, at some point after Barney realizes how much her family's worth, he describes it as their family being worth 6,000 Canadian crap loads. (laughs) So they did a Canadian and, and American dollar conversion and came to $316 million. American dollars. American dollars. Wait, why is her family rich? I don't even remember the story. We don't really know how her family got rich, but we see signs of it. And then in the ninth season, they confirm it when they spend a little more time on who her family is. Okay. Yeah, again, ninth season, I only saw that one time, so it's... Those storylines aren't sticking out as much to me. Yeah, and then there's a point at which her dad show the the second actor that plays her dad shows up in the ninth season. And he's you know taking her out in a helicopter and trying to get drop her in the middle of the woods so that she can <laughs> become a man and find her way out by herself <laughs> with just a knife. Right. So if you got a, access to a helicopter, I think was you got it some his money. helicopter? Well, it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, we can sue. I mean. We could rent a helicopter if we really wanted. Maybe we will, Jen. Except you won't go in it. I won't go in it, but we could mm-hmm. rent one. Was there another? I thought there was another email. There is, but it touches on this episode, so we'll do it oh, at the yeah, end. Yeah. It's a Danielle. All right, what are your thoughts on A Change of Heart? It was fine. Like it, I, I know you said it held up better than you thought it did, and I was on pace with you for a little bit, and then the Scooby stuff started getting annoying. Like, it was cutesy at first and I was like alright this is going too long um, I don't like what they did with Barney here I don't know I just eh. why didn't you like what they did with Barney um, or how do you mean you don't like what they did or what did they do with Barney I don't like that he's you know, clearly having feelings for this person and then like not 
acting on them. Like, I don't like that he went all the way to the restaurant. We get, like, a little flashback of what could have been just for him to leave. Like, I don't know. Are we ever going to show growth with Barney, or is he just going to keep being the same person? Okay. My feeling is sort of flip-flopped. I was really looking forward to the Scooby stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it as much as I remembered liking it. <laughs> but the Barney stuff I wasn't looking forward to, and I actually liked it more than I thought it would. There was a few little laughs every page of notes I was taking. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things I didn't like that I'll point out. Overall, yeah, it was a very middling episode. I, I forgot to check. I'm pretty sure it's not in the top 100. Probably not. But at any rate, uh, it, it was. I enjoyed it a little more because I was really dreading this week. We were going to, was it, I think it was middle of last week we were going to podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was really tired. I didn't feel like podcasting. Usually it's you that is like, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. This time it was me, but I was thinking, no, it's been two weeks. We, we should try and you know, keep a, as much as we can at least a, every other week. Cadence, even though we rarely meet that, but that's usually because something comes in the way, and this right. time nothing was in the way. So I was like, ah, oh, we got to do it. And then I saw it was this episode. I was like, no, not inspired. <laughs> if it was next episode, next week's episode, Legend Daddy, mm-hmm. I'd have probably been a little more Powered through. interested. I don't know. Yeah. You were really tired that night. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into this one. We have the whole idea of a healthy heart starting us off in this episode. The whole gang, after Marshall's dad died of a heart attack, wants to go to the doctor, and we show them each showing up to get their heart checked out, and Marshall showing up a second time with a nice mustache. That was cute. Yeah. And then we're at the bar. Barney does not want to go get his heart checked out. Robin, there's, there's not a lot of interesting talk around that yet. Robin is talking about getting a dog again. And Ted chimes in that if... She gets a dog that he's going to be the one taking care of it, which... Much, yeah. like the, much like the plant on her bookcase that he had to sing back to life. And she goes, yeah, that was made out of silk, Ted. I like that line. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cause, I mean, Robin had five dogs she was taking care of by herself. I think she can handle one, Ted. Marshall thinks that what she actually needs is a man because she probably feels lonely with everyone else coupled up. Out of the couples, he mentions Barney and Nora. Barney puts the brakes on that. He's not with Nora. He wants to be with her or behind her. But Robin points out that they're going on their second date, and he gets, starts getting a little teased about Barney having feelings for a girl. Barney says, as you guys know, I only have one rule, and then we get a nice little montage mm-hmm. of Barney's rules. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna get it on in a porta potty, do it early in the day. That's gross. That's a good one. Never screw over a girl whose last name is Zaval because she has got brothers. And never date a girl with a hook for a hand. And we, we see little flashes of all these kind of... Some, no, actually, we only see the one with the hook in the hand because his pants are all torn up. Right. And we just the other day watched the episode of 30 Rock where John Hamm has <laughs> two hooks for hands. Yeah, his aren't pointy. He's, aren't, he's not going to tear at anything. Her, this woman's hooks must have had a very sharp point at the end. No, because remember he like slashed the painting? Yeah, but the hooks were and like... And broke the glass. <laughs> Yeah, that's because he couldn't hold the glass, and he was, they were made of metal. But it didn't seem like there was a hook, like a sharp point at the end. It seemed like it was sort of like a dual hook that met in the middle hmm. to me. Maybe I'm wrong, remembering it wrong. His didn't seem as dangerous, but maybe, maybe they were. But one of Barney's one rules is never go out with the same girl more than once. But there is an exception. 
Unless she's hot. Which is the exception to all of those things, apparently. And so he says, you know, she is indeed hot. As he's getting ready to say, tonight's going to be legendary. He starts sneezing. Yeah, he meets Nora at the restaurant. Um, Yeah, it's very quickly determined that he's got a cold. Yeah, he mentions he's just getting over a cold. She's asked him how long he's been sick. He said about 20 minutes, but he can't seem to shake it. And then we get a Barney sneeze. And I'll say it again. His sneezes are always really good. (laughs) And then he tries to do a little sexy talk with her because she's trying to talk to him about going to bed, which he tries to turn around into a seduction. And that's where all, he says, the bed, that's where all the, and then he clears a lot of phlegm from his throat. Happens. And then we're back at Barney's apartment, and she nurses him through the night. Including playing him a lullaby on a violin. And Lily goes... Wow, this is back at Ted's apartment now. Wow, she nursed you back to health. Barney goes, no, I didn't even see her boobs. She just took care of me. I liked it. <laughs> I can tell you didn't care no. much for it, but I, that made me laugh. Robin introduces the gang to her new, what do we call him? Not boyfriend, but... Just new guy she met that she's hanging out with. His name's Nate. Nate Scooberman. His friends call him Scooby. Fun trivia... He was in two Scooby-Doo cartoons as the voice of Ted. Who's Ted? Or not Ted, is Fred. Ow. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that is funny. Not really, but it was in there, so I thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Well, was it before or after this episode? I don't know. So, yeah, he introduces himself real quick, says everybody calls him Scooby. Um, he's got to run to the bathroom real quick, and Ted and Marshall are... Very judgmental about this already. Yeah, Marshall says something like, Robin, if you were so much stronger than me, I would slap you. Robin says, you told me to meet someone. Marshall says, I know, and look, he seems plenty nice, but I didn't mean bring home the first guy you bump into on the street. And then Robin says she met him at the park, which leads into the whole, he's a dog conversation. The first little hint of it. Barney talks to Lily on the side. He says that he made an appointment at the cardiologist, but but he wants her to go with him. Let me say that again. But he wants her to go with him. Lily agrees, but says that he's not allowed to lie to Nora. She does seem like something special. Barney says he promises he won't lie to her. He may lie on her. I only bring up this quote because then he goes into the (laughs) bang, bang, a bang and a bang. I said a bang, bang, bang and a bang. And then we cut to the cardiologist where he's still saying it. Bang, (laughs) bang, bang and a bang. And he has to finish the whole thing. Bang and a bang and a bang. You know, not as good without the banjo. And without all the dancing and the... The gang joining in. Yeah. Loses a little something here. Cardiologist says that he looks fine, but there's a slight arrhythmia, so she's going to make him wear a heart monitor for the next 24 hours. 24 hours later, they return, and so then we get a lot of, like... Wait, wait, let me do this one. Okay. So the cardiologist says, okay, every everything looks fine here, although I did notice a few irregularities. There's no, nothing to be... And then she looks over. Barney's on... Lily's lap, cowering. It was a a really good sight gag. I think that's probably my favorite joke of the whole thing. That was cute. Yeah, so we got a lot of cuts in between this appointment and flashbacks to what had happened the night before. Yeah, she has, like, times noted down of when there's some irregularities. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're at the flashback of their date. And at some point during the date, after Barney sort of explained what's going on with the heart monitor, Nora has to tell him something. And she jumps into, I want to get married. Not tonight, not even to you, maybe. 
but that's what I want. And if it's going to scare you off, I'd rather scare you off now. And then she kind of goes into a long speech about yeah. what she, how she sees her future with kids, a home, a garden, whatever. But didn't we already do this with them? Oh, like, uh, yes. Specifically in regards to Valentine's like, Day. Yeah, the day before Valentine's Day, they like basically had the same exact conversation. Except not about marriage, more about love. I guess. So, but yeah, it you're seems right. Like a yeah, you're not wrong on that one. But then Barney says, that's, that's exactly what I want to. And he says it with some sincerity. Yeah, where you almost want to believe him. Because, yeah, and we also get like a quick flash of Lily, like basically saying, you have to promise me you're not going to lie to her. So I guess we're supposed to think that maybe he's considering it. Or are we, do you think we are supposed to think he's lying? I think they've answered that by the end. Okay. So we'll, 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 well circle moment, back to though. that. Well, yeah, we'll circle back to that. Because the way he delivered it didn't seem like he was lying, because we can usually tell when Barney's lying. Right. It's done it's in a the comic smart. way. Yeah. So Lily slaps Barney here. We're cutting back to the bar. And this is also the night before. Yeah, correct. All right, so now we're back at the bar. We're, we've got Nate talking about himself to the gang. He wants a garden, but squirrels keep messing with his tomatoes. And then we just go into a long... Just a whole bunch of See, gags of him acting in a way that people think is like a dog. Yeah, gags is a good way. To, I do kind of like it. the, he keeps yelling at the squirrels to go away. Look, I thought that was kind of cute. I like how Marshall says he's smart for what he is. He's a dog. <laughs> um, he's got a few mannerisms, or let's call them dogarisms. And we start off with things like him chasing his tail, hanging his head out the window, they say that he caught a frisbee in his mouth, but Robin says that didn't really happen, and it's kind of unclear whether it did or not. <laughs> yeah. Ted says yeah, he dropped, he dropped it. it. <laughs> then there's a lot of things like Scooby Sit. Um, there's a lot of puns. Paws, tail, collar, whisker, on and on. Yeah, in the guise of you know, tell us about your relation, or you know, tell us how you met Robin and. At one point, Nate says that, because he moved down from Canada, and they asked him if it was tough making that move. He said, sure was. My part of Canada is pretty different from New York. And Lily goes, oh, I bet it was an incredible journey. Is that a movie? Yeah. It's a movie about dogs, like, uh, exploring cross-country. I thought that was Homeward Bound. Well, I think there was one called Incredible Journey, too. (laughs) Also, I mean. I don't think I saw that one. Nevertheless. Is it just dogs? Because Homeward Bound had, like, a cat... Maybe a cat yeah, and two dogs. I, I think, I, I don't know. But I remember it being a movie about dogs. Okay. On a journey. And An it was, incredible one? And it was incredible. <laughs> what part of Canada is he from? Labrador. That's pretty good. I didn't know that was a part of Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's where the name Labrador comes from. Damn, look at that. Learn something new. All right, Barney shows up with Nora. I think this is still, you know, flashback night before. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this is after dinner. They're just passing by, but they want to stop and say hi, and Nora wanted them all to know that Barney's been a perfect gentleman. Does and Nora know them? I mean, obviously she knows Robin. I think just Robin at this point. Yeah. She's saying all these glowing things about him. Yeah, and then we get a flashback to the dinner where, you know, he's saying, you know, secretly he wants to have kids. And he keeps building on this. Yeah. And now it's starting to kind of feel like a lot because he's really adding on. Right. And the bar, and we get back to the gang at the bar after, you know, them having this. There's a lot of flashbacks and flashbacks here because we're at a flashback, and this is a flashback 
back to a few hours ago at the mm-hmm. dinner. Now we're back still in a flashback, but at the bar. Right. But a flashback from the cardiologist's office. Yes. All right. <laughs> I feel about as smart as Scooby right now. The gang, when Nora walks away, is giving Barney the business about this, but he warns them that if he, they ruin this for him, he will reveal all their deepest, darkest secrets. Which everybody tries to you know, call his bluff on it, but then immediately backs down. Now, there is this weird part, and I don't know if you took note of this, but at some point while Nora walked, after Nora walked away, Lily says, Barney, you promised you wouldn't lie. And Barney says, I'm not lying, guys. Nora's really special. In fact, I think I'm falling in love with her. Guys, I'm serious. And then the whole group's like yells at the same time. But you can't tell what any of them are saying. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Well, they all think he's full of shit. Yeah, but you, it's all unintelligible. Like, I, Yeah, I think the point of it is just that they're all mad at him for acting like I this. I guess. It was... It was they needed another take on that one. Like, no one seems to be talking to him. They're just, like, all yelling and looking forward. Okay. All right, yeah, this is where Lily says she's not going to let him do this, and then he, he blackmails all of them. He's got something about a calzone on Marshall when he says that Marshall goes, checkmate. Right. Apparently there's something to do with a Lily's pet guinea pig? Hindergarten's pet guinea pig. That's right. Robin, something about a dream of Mr. T, and Barney has some trouble finding Ted's weak point. He mentions ballet class. Ted's fine with it. An NSYNC concert. Uh, Ted says that he caught JC's shirt. What else you got? A thermos. And then Ted quiets down. Do we ever figure out these things? The only thing we get is the calzone. Well, I mean, I know in this episode, but uh, are we supposed to know some of these or they ever? We don't know them from before. That's for sure. I don't know if they come back up later. Marshall says something weird when Nora gets back that, and Nora, Nora wants to know how they all met Barney, and Marshall says, we did not meet him at a strip club. No, sir. This doesn't make sense because they, they didn't meet him at a strip club. Okay. I, I realize it's just Marshall not, you know, not being cool, but... Yeah, it's, it's sloppy. Um, <laughs> at some point, Nora says to the group, or maybe just to, to Marshall and Lily, really? So Barney's a generally a nice guy. <laughs> Marshall puts his hand over Lily's wine glass. <laughs> In the front of it and whispers to her as if they're in a congressional hearing. <laughs> Lily goes, I don't recall. I have that as my favorite thing. <laughs> okay. So Nora mentions that her parents are in town. They come in town once a year and she wants to know if Barney's interested in meeting them. He says that he is. Right. And that all comes up because Marshall says, that, <coughs> yeah. Marshall says that, you know, Barney's the kind of guy you would bring home to meet your parents. So he kind of you know, brought that all up. I don't know if Nora would have said anything otherwise. And they do another cut over to Barr saying that he only has one rule, never, ever, ever meet a girl's parents. And even with this one, it's not even if she's hot. Not even if her mom's hot. But Barney agrees to it. Robin gets called back to work. She wants to know if the gang can keep an eye on Scooby until she gets back. That's mad. <laughs> I knew if you got a dog, I'd wind up taking care <laughs> of it. That's good. Uh, turns out Nate has a whole bunch of weed. And they're not interested in it, but they are interested in having weed brownies. So they go back to Ted's apartment. We get a whole bunch of sandwich, ref- sandwich right. references again. So uh, While they're high, Marshall fills in Ted about the calzone story. He just says, Barney saw him drop a calzone on the sidewalk, pick it up, and then keep eating it. Ted goes, dude, listen to me. You have nothing to be shaved of. <laughs> that calzone sounds amazing. And then they hug. Just because they're high. <laughs> 
Right. Then Lily comes in. She realizes that um, Scooby ate all of the weed brownies and has got out. Somebody left the front door open. Or he just walked out because he is a human. Yeah. Barney, we cut back to Barney having walked Nora home and they're in front of Nora. She invites him up. And then Barney turns, you know, a real left turn, a real 180 here and says that he'd love to. But just one little thing. He doesn't want to get married and he's just been saying that all night to get in her pants. Now, he knew what would happen here. Right. And he is now telling the truth. She slaps him. We cut out of the flashback. Lily slaps him. And then the cardiologist <laughs> slaps him. The cardiologist, I didn't write down her name, but she was also the doctor on Modern, Modern Family. Family. She was also on a couple Curb Your Enthusiasms as one of the people that were helping to open the restaurant that Larry was going to, that Larry was an investor in. Oh, okay. And that podcast I was listening to with Chester and I forget the other guy's name. Uh, Av, Avi or something like that. They were covering Career Enthusiasm, and somehow, while covering the show, they got all these guests to come on, including this actress. Oh, really? Yeah, they got her to come on. They probably got about a dozen guests. Oh, how funny. With the, you know, the co-producer or the co-showrunner for Career Enthusiasm, I forget his name, but he's like partners with Larry David on Career Enthusiasm. Okay, wow. They got him. They got so many people. And when they were interviewing the guy that's the the co-showrunner with Larry, they heard Larry come in and ask him a question. They're like, that's the closest we're going to get to getting Larry David on our podcast. <laughs> but I don't know how. I mean, I don't know that they had a lot more listeners than we do. But I don't know how they got so many right. guests to come and speak. They have connections. I mean, maybe they have, let's say we have somewhere between five and 10,000 listeners. I guess if we had 50,000 listeners and someone... Ooh, I think I can look up that number. If we were able to write to an actor and say, you know, we, we have 50,000 listeners, that might make them interested because that's a little bit of publicity for them. You say we got five to ten, that's not going to do it. All right, I'll keep going while Jen looks up how many listeners we have now. Just on Spotify. Yeah. That's the only thing that gives us real um, assured feedback on that. All right, so... The gang's on the phone with Robin now. They let her know that Scooby got out. This is also where they talk about how he probably, he must have let himself out. And here comes my worst or least favorite joke. Ted goes, he's so smart. We should get him on Letterman doing tricks. So dumb. But they are high, to be fair. And then we're back to Barney and Nora. Nora's just telling him it's over, goodbye. They're in the street now. This is Ted, Marshall, and Lily looking for Scooby. Um, They run into... Barney, who said Scooby's right over there peeing on a fire hydrant. <laughs> Scooby looks over and says, oh, hey, it's my friends, and then runs into the street and gets hit by a car, which I thought was a nice ending to the dog story. Oh, did he get hit? I thought he just ran out and almost got hit. I thought he got hit. We don't see anything more from him for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And it sounds like true. there's a crash. Did you find out how many yes. listeners we have? So on Spotify, we have had... 6,521 listeners. But yeah, again, that's just Spotify. I know we have like a trillion different um, ways that people listen. Yeah, so like I said, somewhere between five and 10,000 total mm-hmm. that have listened to our podcast. Ooh, but we did get some fun stats in our Spotify wrapped about 
how many people love us. Um, nope, I'm going to have to look for that again. I do remember there's about 32 people that we're their number one listen to podcast. Yeah, that's what I was about to and it was try like, to go find. I don't know, a much bigger number for top 10. Barney, back in the cardiologist's office, is saying to Lily, okay, Lily, I'm sorry that I lied about wanting to settle down. Lily says, no, that wasn't a lie. The lie was when you told Nora you weren't lying because you weren't. You want that stuff, Barney. I know you do. He, he tries to dodge this. But then Lily uses the time that his heart skipped a beat was when Nora walked into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Lily says, your heart's talking to you, Barney. You have, do you have the guts to listen to it? Right. So then we get a false scene of Barney showing up to the brunch and apologizing and meeting her parents. But after we go through that scene, we cut back to him looking in the window and not actually going in. Right. All right, what do you got there? All right. So, fun fact, 81% of our listeners just started listening in 2023. So, welcome new listeners. That's exciting. Told you. That's why I say new list, welcome new listeners. I, you proved me. You proved me right. We're global. We are global. We were streamed in 55 countries. USB number one, of course. USA. USA. <laughs> and we have the most Shrimp fried new- rice. The most new listeners in Switzerland, the UK, Denmark, Japan, and Hong Kong. Come on, Sweden. We know you're out there. (laughs) So welcome to our new listeners all across the globe. Super exciting. Hola. Konnichiwa. Hello there. Australian? I think so. (laughs) Guten Tag. I know a lot of languages. I see that. Bonjour. Shh. Uh... Actually, I think that's thank you and Chinese. All right, so our biggest fans. We have 285 people who we are a top 10 podcast for, 153 people that we're a top 5 podcast for, 32 people that we're the number one podcast for. So yay, you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. It says 32 fans. I think that's the name of the other podcast that guy Chester does. <laughs> With Akiva. Yep, that's a good point. So, again, this is just Spotify, but I love these little stats that Spotify gives us. So thank you to everybody that listens. We appreciate you all. All right, back to the show. Yes. Nora almost sees him in the window, but doesn't. Right. The final scene is just a flashback to 2006 of, I don't even know why they showed this. (laughs) Because we already know what happened. Although Barney's face in it is pretty good. Marshall's walking down the street, drops the calzone, bends down, picks it up, starts eating it, and Barney... Is there watching him? He catches up. <laughs> okay. So, what'd you say your favorite joke was? Oh, when Marshall's like consulting with Lily before she's allowed to answer the question about if Barney's a good guy. All right, and just as a reminder, mine is Barney on Lily's lap. My least favorite was the Letterman doing tricks thing. And did you have a least favorite? I forget. I didn't mention one, but I think it might have been Marshall's. Um, what you need is indeed something that buries a bone. But I'm not talking about a dog. I'm talking about a man. Okay. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> All right. And I shall ask you to read Danielle's email. Welcome All back, right. Danielle. All right. Danielle. Hey, guys. Nora is amazing, obviously. I remember Scoobs from True Jackson VP. He plays essentially the same character. Really nice, but a lot of weird quirks. In True Jackson, he was meant to be the cool guy the main character had a crush on, but he ends up being as weird as the guy best friend. 
pretty cool show. I've never I've heard never of this heard show. Of that. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Willie and Barney had such a nice dynamic. Barney's heart skipping a beat was adorable and so sad. Nora explaining she wants a husband and kids is my driving force for bettering myself because I had crippling social anxiety. Still working on it, but yeah. Barney walking away from Nora made me cry. It was a really good scene. Favorite joke was, haha, what's that like? Maybe laugh, but was more cute. I love that scene so much. Yeah, we skipped over that, but that is kind of a cute line. Uh, worst joke, Marshall asking Scooby to speak. It didn't flow as well as the others. Love ya. P.S. In first grade, I used to feed Scooby snacks to my stuffed Dalmatian named Spike. That is adorable. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Sam and Danielle. Anyone else wants to write in, it's recaps at gmail.com. And that's all I have. Next next podcast will be about Legend Daddy. I'm, I'm a little more excited about that one because we get to meet Barney's dad. Yep. So, with that, Jen? Yes. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye.